For more than 65 years, Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital, has been meeting our community's health care needs, and we are proud to present the Healing Podcast. Here's Bill Klaproth. According to the NIH, more than 1 million Americans have a hip or knee replaced each year, with joint replacement becoming more and more common. And here to talk with us about joint replacement is Dr. Liz Daly, an orthopedic surgeon and the medical director of the Total Joint Replacement Program at Marin General Hospital. Dr. Daly, thanks for your time. So what are the most common causes of joint pain? Well, most people get joint pain either from wear and tear over many years or even from an acute injury or a sports injury that happened a long time ago and then worsens over time. So is there a body part that you see that's more common in total joint replacement? Yes, knee replacements outnumber hip replacements in this country, almost four to one. Uh, Knees and knee arthritis is much more common than hip arthritis. And what about uh, shoulder replacement? Uh, Shoulder replacement is even less common, actually, than knee replacement or hip replacement. So shoulder uh, surgery or shoulder replacement surgery for shoulder arthritis is even rarer than uh, the other two. And I imagine before getting to surgery, most people try physical therapy? Of course. Most physicians will tell you that the best way to deal with arthritis or joint pain is to focus on a weight loss program if it's your hip or your knee, and then a physical therapy program to maintain flexibility, strength around the joint, and core strength that will help with balance. Even if these aren't successful, uh, maintaining a good, strong, flexible body is helpful for your health going forward no matter what. And at what point do you realize it's time for surgery? Do you need to go see your physician for that, or should you go right to an orthopedic surgeon to help you make that decision? Most patients choose to go to their primary care doctor first. That's a great way to get started on a physical therapy program, or even for non-narcotic pain medications like anti-inflammatories that can be prescription strength and help deal with the discomfort while going through the physical therapy program. Ultimately, it's usually the physical or the physical therapist and the primary care doctor who refer to the orthopedic surgeon for consultation about surgery. So if physical therapy doesn't work, is there another option besides joint replacement surgery? Of course, there's always other options, including um, different types of medications, either taken orally or injectable, particularly around the knee and shoulder. Um, injections are more common. Um, There are different versions of those, and that would be determined on an individual basis with the patient and their orthopedic surgeon. And how long do those injections usually last? It depends on the person, and it depends on the injection. Most times, we use the injections for temporary pain relief on the order of a few months while the patient continues to focus on a physical therapy program to see if we can get the most out of the physical therapy. And then who is generally a good candidate? for joint replacement surgery? Typically, joint replacement surgery patients are otherwise pretty healthy and oftentimes uh, have had uh, no other risk factors uh, for going through a relatively large surgical process. And then, of course, people who uh, haven't had success with other methods, so the non-operative treatment that they try doesn't seem to manage their pain well. And what about preparing for surgery? What does a patient need to know? Well, at our hospital, we're really lucky. We have a preoperative joint replacement class that's taught by our nurse navigator. A lot of programs have a similar situation where patients can go and learn about the nature of the procedure itself, as well as what they can plan to do after surgery to help themselves recover at home.
And on the day of surgery, can you talk about that as well? Sure. Most people come in uh, with uh, meeting with a doctor uh, and their primary care doctor ahead of time. So once you get to the hospital, everything uh, proceeds almost like on autopilot. You speak with the anesthesiologist and the surgeon to ask ask any final questions. Surgery itself takes about an hour, hour and a half. And after surgery, the goal is to get mobilized as soon as possible. Dr. Daly, my neighbor John just had his left hip replaced. Two years ago, he had the right hip replaced. And this time, they kept him awake during surgery. Is that becoming more common? So whether or not the patient is alert during surgery is more due to their own preference. More surgeries are doing with what we call regional anesthesia, which means that most of the anesthesia is concentrated for pain relief and numbness at the area of the surgical site only, rather than the older way of doing surgery, which we call general anesthesia, where the patient goes on a machine to help them breathe or is very um, uh, unaware of surgery. The amount of awareness is ultimately up to the patient, and typically they choose to have more of a a dreamlike sleep or uh, partial awake rather than fully asleep. And that's usually been found to be safer for the patients as well. And that afternoon, they actually had him walking into his hospital room. So can you talk to us about why uh, the need or the benefits of getting up and moving so quickly? Sure. Not only is it better for the patient, uh, patient's confidence, to be able to get up and move on the new joint replacement. But it's also safer in that getting the muscles moving and the blood flowing sooner rather than later prevents complications like blood clots or weakness that can develop from just being left in bed too long. One of the biggest uh, advancements in joint replacement surgery in the last decade has actually been early mobilization and early rehabilitation, which has been shown to be beneficial in patients of all ages and health status. And speaking of rehab and recovery, can you tell us about that process? How long does that usually take and what should the patient expect? Most hospitals will offer an individualized joint replacement plan to take into account the patient's health status and their safety at home before they come into the hospital. But ideally, if we are able to maximize all of that ahead of time, the patient can do most of their recovering in the comfort of their own home. We can even arrange things like visiting nurses or visiting physical therapists so that the patient can do rest and recovery at home with visiting help. That's just terrific. And how long does joint replacement generally last? With the technology and implants that we have today, we're thinking that most of our joint replacements will last 20 years or more. And certainly longer uh, if patients are taking care of their bodies and themselves. You mentioned technology and advancements. Can you tell us about some of that and what's on the horizon for joint replacement? Sure. Uh, It is a very hot area of research right now, which is lucky for patients with arthritis. The majority of the newest technologies have to do with how the implants go into the body as well as the rehabilitation protocols afterwards. Presently, people are uh, experimenting with things like biologic treatments as well, such as stem cells or injectables that are derived from other tissues within the body. A lot of these are still considered experimental, but there's a lot of promise there as well. Mm -hmm. And can you wrap it up for us? What else should someone know about total joint replacement? Usually what I tell my patients is that when they get to a point where their joint and their joint pain are ruling their life and they're not ruling their life anymore, then it's time to have a conversation with their orthopedic surgeon. 
we can answer questions that individualize the treatment plan right to the patient themselves. So that's the best place to start is just by asking questions and getting informed ahead of time before deciding for surgery. Dr. Daly, thank you for your time. For more information about the Joint Replacement Program at Marin General Hospital, visit maringeneral.org joint. That's maringeneral.org joint. And this is The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin General Hospital. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Healing Podcast, brought to you by Marin Health Medical Center, formerly Marin General Hospital. And for more information, go to mymarinhealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. And be sure to check out our full podcast library for topics of interest to you. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.